0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: What's up, Paddle and Fin listeners? This is your host, Brian, from The OG Show. Just wanted to make you guys aware of Jackson Or's second annual catch-and-release charity tournament. Uh, that's K-A-T-C-H, Kayak Anglers together can help. This takes place September 13th, 14th, and 15th. It's an online event nationwide. Starts Friday at 6 a.m. Goes till Sunday at 7 p.m. Entry fees $20. TourneyX has waived the fees. You can sign up on X. Doesn't matter if you're a good angler, an experienced angler, new angler to the kayak fishing tournament world. So let's all get together and help Jackson out get this organized. Your hosts at Paddle and Finn have all come together, and we've decided any proceeds that we get from selling T-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, things like that at the Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com, go to the store tab. You buy any stuff, we're going to take the proceeds from that, donate it to the charity portion for Jackson's event. Um, That's something we wanted to do to help Jackson give back to some great organizations. So get signed up, guys. Jackson's trying to reach 100 anglers. I think it's an easy way for us to achieve, even if you can't fish it. It's 20 bucks, guys. Let's help out. What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Paddle and Fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Paddle, the letter N in fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. Just want to take a brief moment to give a little shout-out to our show sponsors. Rocktown Adventures. For all your outdoor adventure needs, visit rocktownadventures.com. Loveland Canoe and Kayak, if you're in the Ohio area, go check them out at Loveland canoe.com hammered lures our man eric richards making some pretty epic baits you can check out his store at hammered dot coyote sunglasses get your floating glasses for the next adventure out on the water they float they're polarized all different styles to fit your pretty little face fish mob lures my man jay randall making buzz baits Spinner Bates, you name it, he's got a whole array of things. And if it isn't listed on the Facebook page, shoot him a message. Maybe he can make it up for you. Southern Lake Co., awesome apparel, you guys. Uh, check out southernlakecompany.com. And our newest sponsor, TRC Covers. Protect your investment. Wrap your rods, your reels. They got custom colors, logos, you name it, they got it go check out trccovers.com.
2: Hello, and welcome back to the final cast segment of the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Josh. And today we have two of our own on, Mr. Jay Randall and Brian Schiller.
1: Yeah, buddy.
2: Uh, Today we are talking personal flotation devices. Uh, more or less, it's going to be a roundtable discussion about which uh, flotation devices that we are currently using and have used in the past. Uh, so I think we're going to go ahead and start with Josh. Josh, I think, has used, well, I can't say that he's used more PDFs than anybody else, but certainly more than me. Uh, so Josh, go ahead.
3: All right. Um We'll go ahead and start out. Um, I've used two different kinds, uh, mainly for kayak fishing. Um, I do happen to have a couple of extra different styles in regards to my children. Um, They've come out a couple of times on some simple little floats that we've done. I'll kind of touch on those real quick and just like one really important kind of factor that I've I've kind of found while researching them. Um, But I'll start out with uh, my first one. Uh, The first one I actually got is one that kind of Justin has. Justin, you want to flash that one up? Uh, Justin and I both happen to paddle with a Stolquist Keeper jacket. And uh, like he stated, we're in kind of – we're doing this in regards to kind of talking about the different styles. Not really a brand name. So uh, the Stolquist Keeper has a flat back that goes down, mainly almost all the way down to, you know, your lower back. Um, It's a thin foam um i really liked the jacket when i first got it it has a uh, really really good uh, pockets for storing your phone any kind of like clippers or anything of that nature you know that most of us be storing in our life vest so um one issue i did have with that jacket is over time if i was on a a decent float my lower back would start to hurt pretty bad um even even though I have a Jackson, um, it came with a lower lumbar support. Uh, it still didn't seem to alle- alleviate it for me. Um, so I kind of suffered with that for quite some time. And uh, this past season, I actually won uh, a new life, a new PDF. Uh, you got me saying it now, Brian. PFD. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it was an NRS show. Uh, chinook and it's actually a really good jacket it's got but it's a different style it's got the high pad up on the back which is was always aimed you know for the high seat sit on top kayaks and um that jacket is um has definitely saved my back there's um a lot of pros for it in regards to storage you know keeping your gear your Pliers, that sort of thing all stored away just like the Stolquist it's actually got a little bit more features as far as you know the ability to hang some snips from uh, different things like that but my biggest thing that I took from it was the comfort level of getting that padding off my back and up on my my lower back that, that kind of segues into the con that I have um, for somebody right around my height if I was a little bit taller I probably wouldn't have this issue but the jacket sits just a little low, so when I sit on in my seat, the top of my seat, the railing right here pushes my jacket, that padding, up a little bit. It's not to the point that it's real uncomfortable or anything. It just feels like it's sort of in the way. Um, but if I was taller, and probably just like an inch or two taller, I wouldn't have a, that issue. Um, Brian, do you want to chime in on that, see if you have any kind of – yeah. difference in there because i know you're a six five
1: so have you considered hanging from your feet when you sleep to make yourself taller
3: i have not done
1: that yet but I, so i'm just saying have, that, I'm that that what's might
3: that, what's that thing that tilts
1: that might that might solve your yeah. issue that's i i was just trying to help a brother out man um <laughs> <laughs> no i know what you're talking about um so i you know when i first got in the kayak game i just bought a cheap pfd i think it was from it was either from uh cabela's or dick sporting goods or something it was a field and stream so like up around the shoulders it had no cushion it was just a, a mesh and then it had the lower part of the back so i know what you're talking about like you know at times like if you were in a in the chair for quite a bit of time you know it would almost push out like a lumbar support but a little too much um and then i switched to the nrs chinook and that padding um you know it was funny when we talked to uh jason Ricketts on the og show for the first time um and he was talking about fishing out of the blue sky and he wears a nrs Raku because it's got a solid back so that blue sky chair has got a higher back than most and with my nrs chinook because i'm such a taller dude that pad sits above that where i know jason had an issue with that um so i mean for me because i am taller i guess i don't really have the same struggle as you with that pad being you know right on that crossbar on the on the back side of your seat um but you know, my field and stream vest had two pockets um, that you could fit your phone and stuff in, car keys, things like that. However, I like uh, my Chinook just because you know I can attach things to it, like the pliers, things like that that you were talking about. So it's it's a little bit different, but um, you know, I don't necessarily struggle with that same same concept that you're talking about just because I am a taller dude. As I sleep hanging from my feet
3: or maybe I just need a booster seat
1: yeah, well, that too that might help you know yeah. sit on a phone book okay. you know
3: <laughs>
1: like one of those stadium seat
3: pads or something
1: yeah yeah that's maybe a good idea maybe I've two. seen those
3: I've two. seen those on a couple chairs so it's not like people aren't doing it
1: yeah I need one man my I mean I need a cushion on my seat my buck <laughs> my butt goes numb after hours being in the boat so um, what I
2: what I did with that since you guys were talking about cushions I picked up a couple uh, kitchen seat cushions yeah on the clearance rack at uh, Target I used to work at Target and I got them for like four bucks each and I, I don't think I've been in my boat without I mean that let's see and the coos HD would be even lower I don't I've never actually felt it without a cushion on it so
1: interesting but, yeah was that with or without employee discount? Four dollars.
2: Um, certainly with uh, employee discount on top of that, okay. clear right. price. So we're talking around three bucks.
1: Okay. All right. Cool. I just wanted to know what I was looking for.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Started talking about. This. <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so you know, with that jacket though, it's definitely an improvement from the uh, Stoker Quest Keeper um you know that flat back style i think if um if my seat style was maybe a little bit different maybe it wouldn't bother me as much um but with the current boat that i have the high back uh, nrs has definitely definitely made it an improvement i've been able to you know deal with and i'm not having the back pains so on eight hour trips like i was before um both of them though good jackets Both of them are Coast Guard certified jackets, you know. Um, To me, personally, I have more of a personal preference to that style as opposed to uh, the inflatable style. Um, Though I have thought about getting inflatable style just especially for when it hits summertime, um, I find that, you know, like the NRS and Stolquist style, you know, normal, like standard style, life vests like that are kind of on the hot side you know and i've always kind of wanted to know an opinion of somebody who's used uh, inflatables are they that much more comfortable is it you know less heat you're dealing with you know so i'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to brian he can tell us uh you mean jay not brian i'm sorry jay uh jay Nobody i want to know talk. i do i've missed you <laughs> for a very long time don't don't I insult
1: would, me like that
3: i'm sorry i'm sorry i was super excited for jay to come on so now i messed his name up so i feel like an idiot but um (laughs) jay recently made the change from inflatable back to nrs but i wanted to kind of get his take on what he liked about the inflatables and what he didn't like and why he switched so show us the way jay well 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 all right um no actually when i started off um i did start off in a regular pfd um i used to wear it like it it was an ascend actually it's pretty nice for a bass pro vest i think it's like an 80 dollar vest had a high back um i like you know it it basically it was like had beveled edges it was nice and smooth not too bulky but at the same time it was hot and uh you know and i'm a bigger dude so i you know it puts a bigger profile on you um so you look for something to kind of make yourself a little smaller. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, you guys have, like, incredible humidity. We have incredible humidity. So I went to the uh, an inflatable PFD, and I went to Onyx um, first, mainly because I was on the team. But uh, it allowed me to kind of venture into that choice. Um, you know, and I started off with, like, the A24. It was the yellow one. I forget what it was called. That one super comfortable, and then I went to the A24 tournament, like the deluxe tournament, um, and then I went to the A33, in uh, Insight, I think it's called Impulse. God, I'm great at this. I got them both. I got two of them sitting next to me. I'll show it to you in a minute. But um, yeah, I found that they're incredibly comfortable, like in the summer months especially. Uh, they're easy to manage. Um, you do need to change out – there's maintenance with it, though. You do need to change out the the salt – I'm going to call it the salt tablet. It's not what it's called, I know. But you need, cartridges? The, the, well, it's not just the cartridge, but you need to change out the salt thing, uh, the, the, the tablet that triggers it. So when you're out on the water, like every two years, I believe it is um, – so every year you're on the water, uh, humidity gets in there and other stuff, and it breaks down, and if you don't have that thing properly – if it's not working – it, you may not get it, you know, your vest to inflate properly, um, and all that other good stuff. So there is some maintenance involved. Um, I have the ma- I have the automatic, but it has a manual uh, pull tab on it as well, and I believe you can actually blow it up too. Um, they've never deployed on me because I've never had to do it, uh, but I have changed them over uh, in the past couple of years. Um, you know, you can't leave them in, like, your vehicle. Like, if it's really hot in your vehicle, sometimes they can go off. I'm not sure what the chemical reaction is, but... Well, my bu- it never happened to mine, but my buddy Glenn had one go off. And, uh, you know, we just put a new cartridge in there and everything. <clears throat> but, uh, I mean, the, the different styles now, too, uh, they have zip... Like, so, the ones from before have Velcro going all around the edge like to um you know keep the flotation device in there the inflatable portion this one has zippers which i found to be better and the biggest difference between using the uh using the 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 velcro to the zipper is that on my shirts i was always noticing that the velcro was like sticking to that to, to the sun shirts like really good so it would start to like fray and burr the shirts making them look like you know garbage so they weren't so stylish anymore <laughs> because you know fishermen were stylish and stuff uh. but uh excuse me but i don't know it, it kind of like it, it, velcro would just stick to the things so going to the zipper um like don the impulse uh, it seemed to basically take care of all those problems um and opens up just as easily it's pretty amazing like they have these breakaway spots like when you zip it up so then like and there's Velcro like a flap that's over the top, so when it does have to open, it already has points where it'll start to undo on the zipper. So it's you know it's basically like having a broken zipper yeah. except it's supposed to be like this. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, in in hindsight though, like lately I've been noticing that I'm always forgetting my pliers. You know, stuff's just out of the. You know, I got nowhere to put my phone. My phone's been free floating for a long time. It's either in my pocket or it's on the deck of my kayak, which is completely stupid. But I had really had nowhere to put it. Um, so then, this year, I made a change to the NRS Chinook. Uh, I've used the Chinook before, and what I liked about it is like everything is like right here. You know, again, and even my phone. And as you guys saw, because uh, you know, you reviewed the, the Gearkeepers. I put one of those on the uh, on the back end of my phone. As well, connecting it to my PFT, so now my my phone's safe. So now everything is you know in one centralized location. I don't have to worry about looking for stuff. I want to keep like keep some extra hooks on me for, you know like for net rigging or something. You know how fast you go through those, and if you don't have those accessible, you gotta go into your gear. You know now it's like right here in my pocket. But uh, you know and, and yeah, it'll it'll be warmer for sure. It adds a little bit more of a profile, but you know, and I actually, when I was out with Brian, I was having—I remember telling him I had to kind of—I'm—I'm I'm having to relearn like how to, I guess, cast in a way, but just because I got that that profile in front of me now, so now I'm finding that my rod, you know, the butt end's hitting it, and you know, so it's—I have to get used to that again, but I think after, you know, I go through all those growing pains again, it'll be fine. But, you know, I'm not saying I won't use the inflatables anymore. It's just that, because they're great. I don't. And I'm not knocking them by any means. Um, they offer something specific. I need something different right now. Um, you know, so I'm going that route. Now I will say that, you know, there are a few companies out there that are trying to make a kayak PFD, and they're getting close. But first and foremost, you got to get rid of that that mid back. It's just not for the it's not for the kayakers. it's for the fishermen. It's not gonna work. it's just not. Um, you know just to your guy's point with the mid back, you know about it becoming an issue, putting pressure on your back, making you you know contort and do weird stuff. Jason Ricketts talking about it pushing up his you know pushing up to his neck and stuff. It's all true things. Um, I see a lot of kayak PFds like missing that point like they're not paying attention to it. Like, they're making great kayaks, or kayaks, great PFDs on the front, you know, like with the storage options, but the that, that, the back is just, it's too long, just way too yeah. long. So, but, I mean, otherwise, like I said, I mean, the, the ones that are getting it right um, and NRS probably being one of the biggest leaders in that market with the style and, you know, giving the fishermen what they need to be on the water, um, that's definitely a look into, and I, that's why I'm happy I got it as well. Yeah. All right, Justin, you want to kind of talk about uh, the Stolquist and what you've liked about it so far?
2: Yeah. Um, well, the Stolquist is actually, I want to say, my first PDF. That's
1: um, He said it too, PDF. We all did it.
2: <laughs> did I do it? <laughs> we,
1: we all did it, I think. Sorry, I didn't that. mean to cut you off there, Justin. I just... No, no. You were the last one, to, last one to do it, I think. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, when I first started, all your my, life, Brian. my first PFD was nothing special. It was just, uh, I think it had three points of adjustment. <clears throat> it was what uh, you more or less would see at a canoe or kayak rental shop. Uh, but I also didn't have a very good kayak either, so it kind of fit what I was, you know, entry level. Anyways, I got this... Uh, Stolquist keeper that Josh started off talking about probably about four years ago, and I, I like I like the the best. It's uh well I made a list here. First things first, uh, it comes in a couple different. Cosmetically, it comes in a couple different colorways. The colorway I have is uh, like a cool gray and a black, which I'm always a fan of neutral colors. But it also comes in. Uh, I've seen it in hunter green. I've seen it in uh, yellow. Um, so a few other options out there i know that's always a, a plus is when you can sort of customize and match your kayak and stuff like that uh the price point on this vest when i got it was 139.99 and i know now you can find it for around 115 i, I think i have seeing in cn specifically 112.99 $1 online um, i also asked for it for christmas and got it as a gift so it was free for me but uh, that's just what you can find it for right now uh, so big highlight of this this vest is the the long flat panel back uh, that has never I, I actually until Josh was bringing it up today I, I didn't realize that it was this long that that goes to show you how how I didn't even I, I don't even know if nothing uh, to Nudge my back or make it feel like I'm uncomfortable sitting in the kayak. Uh, so that's a huge feature of this vest, I would say, and then definitely a reason to uh, check it out if you're interested in Stolquist stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it went like halfway up my back. It actually goes down the majority of my back. Is, uh,
1: is that the Fisherman Edition? Yeah. Okay. All right.
2: All right. That yeah, that I'm not sure of. I just know it's the Keeper. I'm not sure what. It, what would make it a fisherman edition or not? But. It's got like the it, two. It is
1: okay. Yeah, it's got like the two big pockets in the front that kind of fold down into trays, and it's got. Um,
2: uh, it, this doesn't fold down into trays, <coughs> but uh, now that you're bringing out pockets and stuff, that's going to be my next point. It has a ton of compartments, so everything is on the front here. Uh, first, first and foremost, it's got four major pockets on uh, it's got two on the left side two on the right side and I can put a ton of stuff in here I put my keys I put my phone on the left side it's got uh, spot for identifiers I keep some extra identifiers I have the option of putting uh, the, the primary bait that I'm using for the day if I don't want to have to reach back into my tackle boxes uh, it also has some hidden compartments it's got the hidden compartments right here uh, known as the hand warmer compartment. I haven't really utilized it because, to be honest with you, I kind of forgot about it because it's got a ton of, ton of compartments. But I did look it up and those are actually hand warmer compartments. They work too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, shoved my hand in there for I don't know five minutes before we started, and it, it's pretty warm. Uh, I would, I would use it. I've, I've, I've been out wading in the cold before, and yeah, I know what that's like. So having a good, a good pocket that you can shove your hand into is, it's a plus. Uh, it's got some compartments up here close to the chest area. I don't know what that would be for. Uh, this is this is like immediately high chest up by the top of the zipper. I've never, Josh, did you ever notice those? They're right here, this area <clears throat> where where the stole's logo is. There's oh, there's like two yeah. areas you can drop something into. I don't. I've never utilized that either. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't um, have mine anymore actually. But... Oh, gotcha. But yes, plenty plenty of options to put to put your junk. Uh, it does have a, a spot for a, a knife. I got my knife on the front, and it's got these plastic orange tabs that are sewn into the to the vest itself, with little holes in the middle of it of it. So I got my my whistle, my uh, boomerang snips on there. The only complaint I have about that is because. Where I'm putting my stuff is close to the zipper. So sometimes I'll open up my zipper, the stuff will slide in there, and then I'll have to make sure I pull it out before I zip it up. Or sometimes it's at risk of cutting off my my retractor ropes.
1: I sometimes have that same problem with my NRS vest because I have uh, stuff clipped on my right side. So I feel you on that. Like uh, I got uh, a retractor with some uh, nail clippers for a cut in line you know when i'm retying and stuff so i have that same issue
2: gotcha um let's see yeah uh the the last big complaint i have about this one is when i'm zipping up the main zipper of this vest it sometimes wants to get that overlapping material when you're trying to zip something up have to kind of unzip it fix the material on the inside and then get it up that's that has been big on this. The the smaller ones on the compartments I have not had any problem with. It's a smooth zip all the way around and it zips right back up. But the one in the middle, it's because the front everything is in the front on this. So that's the one complaint I have is that it's a lot of bulk in front, yeah. which I've over time I've uh, gotten used to it and it's not a problem for me anymore. Uh, half the time I'm don't even. I don't even feel the best just because I wear it all at the damn time. But, um, yeah, bulk, zipper. Other than that, I can I can put all my stuff that I, I can put my needle nose pliers all right here. On the front, so, it hasn't affected my casting at all. It, it's one of those things where uh, if you just wear it long enough and, and get used to it. That, that's really all it took for me and, and I've, I've had it for four years yeah. so if I was to get another vest which I have considered just to try something new I would get something that's a little bit lighter weight I don't know the weight of this vest but uh, Ricketts let me try on a vest when I was jumping on the blue sky it was an NRS vest and it was probably the Chinook or the Chinook that you guys are talking about it seems to be a pretty popular bike vest if it was, was
1: if it was his vest, it was the Raku. Did the padding go all the yeah. way down, down your back?
2: That I don't remember. I just remember yeah. it was orange, and it was lighter than one I was wearing.
1: Gotcha. It's
2: probably a Raku. Yeah.
1: So on the on the Stolquist, real quick, I looked this up when you were when you were going through the uh, the keeper. So um, I was confused because we sell Stolquist down at Rocktown and we have the fisherman vest now the back doesn't go all the way down like the keeper does it goes probably halfway down your back
2: but is it still flat panel
1: yeah it's still flat panel and it's like mesh towards the bottom but it's not um the padding isn't as thick and bulky as the nrs chinook um but it does go lower than the pad of the nrs chinook
2: that shouldn't be a problem i don't if anybody was to put that on, I don't even think they would notice that, whether it went halfway down your back or all the way down your back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to throw that in there.
2: But there is a huge block of foam in this. If you look from the inside out, it's I don't know, probably a couple uh, inch and a half, two inches thick. Okay. It's not really too heavy. I don't. I don't have a problem with that. Josh has. Josh, you've mentioned before that. At the end of the fishing day, whether it's an eight-eight hour float or whatever, it kind of felt like you were hunched over, like the vest was pulling you down. Um,
3: yeah, it's just um, that. I think what it does is kind of cause like a slouching effect, um, you know, with that with that vest going down that far. And the that I would think that the lumbar padding that comes with Jackson's would, would counter it, but I'm not sure if actually that kind of played into it at the same time. Um, so, but I really like the lumbar seat, um, that padding on the, on the Jackson seats anyways. I wasn't about to really kind of try to get rid of it. So when I switched over and I got the NRS, man, I, I wore it one time. I took it out. You know, I wasn't hundred percent sure that I wanted it because I had had the Stolquist keeper from day one since I got the kayak
2: yeah.
3: and I put it on, man, and I didn't have any back issues. So, you know, it, it, it helped out a lot for me. It might just be my posture that it plays into effect it. I have really not, you know, no clue, but I would suggest for people, if you, you know, the main thing is that you get a PFT, you know, that's, that's really our primary focus is that everybody needs to be wearing one. I, I could care less really the whole tournament rule about that. I, I'm a big believer that you should be wearing it regardless, um, you, a lot of times, I, I think that we hear these stories where somebody is drowned from not wearing one. And it could be something along the lines that they had a medical condition that they're not aware of, and they fall in the water and they have no way of floating, and they may not be able to swim. You know, they, they might be somebody who can swim, but whatever's happened well, medically wise is causing them the ability not to be able to do that. So, I've had friends that I go out with. They always gave me a hard time. And I'm like, man, I'm not getting any younger. And so I, you know, I, ha- I wear mine and I have no issues wearing it. Uh, the only time you'll ever catch me not wearing it is if I happen to be river fishing and I've gotten out of my boat and I'm standing on dry land. And then I might take it off. But before I get into that boat, you know, it's back on. If I'm in a tournament, it stays on regardless regardless yeah, if i get gonna,
2: out of you're not going to get any more used to it if you aren't wearing yeah, it all the time as with the situation with me it's one of those things where i've only had one pdf never really thought about having uh buying another one until recently but uh it's just one of those things where i've had it for so long that's what i've had that's what i got used to and everything's all good. Uh, but I, I don't know what could be different. I don't. I, I can't feel the differences in, until I actually put something on. Um, so that's just me. That's that has been me with the PD, PFD game.
1: He said PDF <laughs> at the beginning of that. Just saying.
2: <laughs> we,
3: we should have said it blows on shots. better, right? Closed <laughs> better.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny, man. You talk about the safety aspect. So uh, today I was out fishing. Um, on lake geneva in wisconsin it's like the fourth largest lake in wisconsin and there's all kinds of boat traffic going around and i'm looking at a bunch of people in kayaks and on sups and it was mainly sups stand-up paddle boards and i legit probably saw a dozen people not wearing pfds and they had them like strapped to the front of their boards but they didn't have them on now here's the funny thing where they were paddling it was weeds pretty much almost to the top of the water and you know it's just like you fall in your legs get tangled up in that stuff sometimes you can't kick you know it's just you never know what's going to happen man and it's like i i cannot stress enough how important it is to wear a pfd when on the water you know it's you like you guys said you know you hear horror stories all across the nation about some yahoo jumped in a boat he had the pfd in the boat but he didn't have it on his body and ends up drowning and dying whereas had he been wearing that probably would still be alive today you know um i mean is it really worth the risk to just not wear a jacket i mean you know, Just I've had, comfort. yeah, and I've had folks, you know, even, um, you know, working at Rocktown this summer come in for kayak rentals, and they're like, what do you mean I got to wear that? And I'm like, you better be wearing that. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. If a, like, like you said, if there's a health issue, say a boat runs you over and severs your leg, what's going to yeah. keep you afloat? Not your leg, you know. Right. You might be stuck with a nub. You think that's going to tread water for you? I mean, I'm just using freak examples, but you never know, man. Freak accidents happen all the time on the all water.
2: Time. No, I, I have noticed there it, it's more with, uh, I mean, not that the kayakers don't wear them too, but every time I see somebody on a stand-up paddleboard, yep. I don't, it's just, it's trending. They yep. don't have one on It's something that just kind of comes. I don't know if it's uh, something that's similar. People see it as something similar to a surfboard where you don't see surfers out there with these big bulky, uh pdfs on it's just not part of the i guess the the whole scene you know but every time i see a, a stand-up paddleboard person yeah they're not wearing it because there's other things you do on a stand-up paddleboard there's people who like to try yoga right i don't know they go out there and they meditate so yeah, yeah it's, it's not good
3: yeah well i think genuine gen, uh, generally too on those scps um they can they usually can wear the the waist pfds
1: yeah
3: um they can wear those but you don't really see i mean that would leave everything free flowing and you know so they could have free range of movement even though the regular pfd um probably would do the same thing but yeah i mean it's you know i don't know we all know that you should be wearing them i mean even if you're on the river, I mean, you want to say you're on a big lake with a bunch of boats and seaweed, but you're on a little river, you hit something stupid, you roll over, you hit your head. Yeah. yeah. You know, you get out of your boat on shore, you slip, you hit your head. I mean, you something, you bust your knee. I mean, anything could happen, you know, where you might need that flotation. And, you know, you just got to be careful. It's just real easy. See, the thing I think is, too, is people forget, like, how dangerous kayaking and all on all those kind of water sports can be. Yeah. If you're if you're not paying attention. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get a little too complacent and you get a little cocky and, you know, something happens. You hit your head, you know, or something. I mean that could happen too. I mean I've gone through rivers where, you know, trees have fallen and you're like, oh I got clearance and all of a sudden you're like smack. <laughs> you know, your your forehead rubs on some bark and you're like, oh that sucked. No, that could have knocked you out. You know, you never know. I'm just saying, putting out examples, you know. But, yeah, I mean, if you got the PFD, put it on. Zip it up, too. Um, don't wear it loose. Can I um,
2: uh, can I leave it, like, uh, half an inch unzipped? Is that okay?
3: No. Uh, not according to tournament. I mean, no, you got to have it zipped up. <laughs>
2: okay.
3: um, you definitely got to have it zipped up for it to work. I mean, it's it's just good practice and it's just like anything else it's like after you've done it for so long you won't even care matter of fact when i don't have it on i feel weird that i don't have it on
2: right with you that know, being God. said how many of you guys have actually flipped or fallen out of your kayak
1: i almost I fell scared. out today
2: did you really <laughs> dude blue sky
1: oh yeah i was uh standing casting some to some docks not paying attention and yeah. you know this lake is huge so it's got some big boats sure. and <laughs> dude there must there was a bunch of wakeboard boats out there and they were wake surfing so these wakes coming off these boats were huge and i wasn't paying attention and all of a sudden dude i took like a three foot wave sideways and i almost (laughs) fell off the side i was like whoa whoa and and i kind of fell back into the chair but yeah i came close today but no i've never fallen out or or rolled over
2: Ryan, just out of curiosity, do you ever stand on that front deck that the Blue Sky has, or do you always just stand immediately out of your seat and just just right there?
1: Um, I think I've stood up there and fished maybe once or twice. Um, Such I usually just practice. just Sorry. I usually just stand right right where the seats at because then you you know if you get up to that front deck you got to kind of work your way around that pedal system. Um, if it was flat calm and you were just hunkering on one spot like you found a school of fish i could see standing up there and fishing or if you were sight fishing like in the springtime during the spawn um and i think that's what i was doing when i stood up there as i was i was sight fishing during the spawn or something but um you know being able to just stand up stand there and fish and then if i need to move all i got to do is sit down real quick couple pedals and reposition um whereas if you're up on that front deck you gotta kinda move back and you know hope you don't trip over the pedals, whatever, and kinda finagle your way back to the seat and yeah. do whatever. So Gotcha. Jay you ever fallen out?
3: No, I've never fallen out. I've almost a couple times and I've uh intentionally jumped off once, but that was to retrieve an identifier. that's a whole nother story (laughs) yeah it was like uh i better get that (laughs) this is back before like this is i don't know man this is like three or four years ago before we had the tourney tags and all that stuff oh yeah um yeah the stupid the fish just would just flipped it that his tail just flipped it right off the bump board And I was like, oh, God.
2: It's only printed one of those out.
3: Yeah, Yeah. and it was like, you know, it was funny, too, because I was with my buddy Glenn, and he came over, and I'm like, I was like, I'm pretty sure we can't share the same identifier all day. (laughs) You know, I was just like, well, I'm going to have to go in and go get it. you know. So. uh,
2: Did you put any waterproofing, like uh, packaging tape or anything on there, or was it just the paper?
3: It was actually laminated, like legit, you know, um, not like a poor man's laminate with, like, boxing tape or something like I always do. Uh, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was a real one, you know, was, or, uh, laminated. I don't, you don't see much stuff like that anymore, but anyway, I, yeah, I, uh, it sank pretty quick, but thankfully it was right there below. I felt with my feet first and then I had to go all the way under, so. <laughs> so it know, was
2: floating under the water, it wasn't it, on the surface?
3: No, it was underneath the water. I had to go in and get it.
1: Well, I think There's you got to pretty relevant story jay to tell um i know you've told it previously but you know you're getting ready to head back out to idaho sturgeon fishing and uh, there was an incident that happened last year when you were out there where a pfd was a necessity you want to run through that
3: yeah that's fine um yeah so last november it was late in november um i went down to or went to idaho and was on the Snake River with uh, Steve Carroll, and we were uh, sturgeon fishing. And the river was—it was running pretty decent. It was cold. I mean, we're in dry suits and all that stuff, PFD of course. And uh, Steve ended up flipping over, and he's like the OG out there. I mean, you know, but he was in the Cuda, which I don't like being in at all because of that reason um it was a coup hd i think too but i still can't i just can't balance in that boat but um yeah he ended up going over uh and it was quick it happened so quick and you know and here i am holding two rods and but anyway he's he goes in he's got his pfd on his dry suit and i tell you what within 30 seconds i was i mean i was right there buying the whole time you know he was perfectly conscious about what was going on. And, and I had my own issues going on with two poles and had to let one go just for the safety reasons. Um But he got wrapped around in the line and I had to let that one go, you know? So, and this is not like, this isn't bass fishing, this is sturgeon fishing. So he's wrapped up in 50 pound mono, you know, which is not easy to break um, with your hands. And it we were in an eddy that was pretty violent. In my opinion, it was, very fast flowing. I mean, and it was like a whirlpool in that area, and this happened so quick. Uh, but his, I'm sure that his PFD, you know, helped him stay afloat. Um, of course, I'm sure his dry suit, uh, you know, helped that as well. But, you know, the thing was is that he was able to stabilize himself in the water with my boat floating, not having to worry about sinking, and then I just guided him to shore um overall is pretty scary experience but i mean uh a pfd was essential um not to mention that water was only like 40 degrees yeah you know so that's another thing too so i mean you know I, granted we've already talked about the dry suit but you know had he not been wearing that and no pfd dude i'm telling you what this this water would have taken you it's yeah it's like no joke you know what i mean but yeah i mean i'd have to say that the pfd is a huge it's it, it's a tool you just got to take it with i mean it's stuff like that i mean so the point is i went with a, a seasoned veteran of the snake river who's out there all the time sturgeon fishing catching eight and nine foot sturgeons you know and i watched him flip over in an instant i mean as, fa- it, as soon as i said his name it was already happening and it was done yeah you know i mean that's how quick that happens and i've almost been there uh, and when i was with you guys on the ohio river i went over that that log i tried to get away from and then it just pulled me right in and i had to stick a leg out (laughs) you remember (laughs) like i just i just stick my leg out to counterbalance oh i forgot about that because otherwise i would have went right over i mean uh, you know i don't know why it's not in the gopro but it's not but I mean that happened in seconds, and if if I had been not paying attention or well, not able to react that way anyway, I probably would have flipped over and you know been in the water, and I would have needed my PFD. I'm sure. Well, you I, know,
1: I think the key takeaway from that that Idaho trip is how fast that happened. If you had your PFD just in your boat, you would no. have never got to it. Never.
3: No, because the boat was like going another direction too. Yeah that's another thing like everything went like 10 different directions yeah that's another thing to understand too it's like it's not going to go the way you think it is it's just not you know i mean and obviously when you fish the way that you do like steve does like having a partner there is huge because of situations like that any river any lake for that matter you know you're keeping an eye on your buddy you know the whole buddy system thing so um but i mean it's without that pfd yeah it could have went a whole different way you know so yeah definitely wear them man it's you know and there's good price points across the board i mean you can get you know not to name drop them again but if you go to menards you can get in an onyx for like 40 bucks yeah and decent vests and there's other vests that are out there around that price range um they may not be the most stylish or the most fisherman friendly but they're PFDs Just nonetheless yeah. yeah they're I mean, they're good paddle vests, and, and make sure you get a good paddle vest. So you have good range of movement um, for uh, for kayaking specifically. Um, and then the whole fishing aspect comes as secondary, you know, because you can put your stuff in other places. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that it's easier to have them on your chest, you know. Yeah. These yeah. price points are going to vary. Sorry, I was going to say one more thing. Yeah. You know, the, the the PFDs I held up, like the um, any of the inflatables, I think you're looking at like 100 plus yeah so you know it the ones i got they're kind of high end especially the impulse just because of the zippers um and i think on amazon you can find look, most of them probably like good ones too yeah up to like 150 bucks i think sure you know, but support your local shop of course but yeah. you know if, if they're you know if you're not happy with what they have there are other options out there and um you know, and like I said, I started with a Bass Pro Ascend, and that was like a $75, $80 vest, and I was happy with that. I still got it.
1: Yeah, I think my yeah. field and stream was like 60 bucks. Yeah. You know, I wore that for a year. It worked.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something you should always have on you. I mean, just get used to yeah. it. It's like how It's like after you wear it for a while, you won't even know you got on anymore.
2: Right. Is there, is there any PFD that you have your uh have your eye on or is there one that if you if you wish you could pick have any pfd what would it be
3: well i got mine i got the chinook okay you know so and you i still have- I like it. So i still like the onyx but the chinook is just i've so more... like
2: a popular option i'm gonna have to check
3: it yeah. out they, i'm telling you man they cater to what we do
2: okay
1: yeah i think uh if I was going to try something different, I'd want to try that NRS Raku um, just for the style seat I'm sitting in uh, to see if it's any different. But, um, I mean, other, you, it's hard to make a complaint about the Chinook, in my eyes at least. I mean, just the utility, the use of the pockets, um, things like that. The one thing I liked about when you held your Stolquist up, Justin, was like, the ability to attach to where all those orange or red tabs were at the top above the pockets. I
3: don't know if I'm my video
2: is my video off. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. Uh, it's a little froze right now.
2: Yeah, it
3: every, every so. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> was just like mm, I don't see nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But uh but yeah, that's I, I mean, don't get me wrong, NRS has some spots too to clip on and, you know, put some things on and especially the new version cuz I have yeah. I think it's last year's model. I know uh, Randall just got the new 2019 version, and I was scoping that out, and I think that's got even more clip-on options. But, uh, yeah, that's my two cents. What about you, Eldridge?
3: Well, there's a couple things I did want to talk about. I just read a story. I think it might have been even locally, which we lost uh, a very young child. An accident that happened, I think, around here, um, and an accident who wasn't wearing a PFD. Um, in my opinion, the child probably shouldn't even been out there. I think it was a canoeing accident, in which they, uh, quite a few people actually got bunched up in a bad area of the river, and turned over. And I, I'd hate to say this, I think it might have been like a two or three year old child who lost their life, and um, they didn't have, if I remember correctly, they didn't have a PFD on. Um, I'm not 100% sure the story, so I can't say for sure they did or didn't. But one of the things I kind of want to point out is there is some serious, serious differences in stuff that's offered to people that look like life jackets that are not life jackets. For instance, I have one that was my son's. All right, this is not this was so, this was given to us. This thing is not meant for water. Really, it's kind of meant if you're sitting next to your kid at a pool you know, and you have them in there and they can't really swim yet. This thing is not meant to be on a lake or a river in a boating scenario. It's not Coast Guard certified at all. Even on here, it says this is not a life-saving device. Do not leave child unattended, blah, blah, blah. You know, so basically this thing is like, to tell you the truth, I couldn't even tell you what this is for. My kid has worn this one time. And I didn't even kind of really realize how minute this was and he will not be wearing it. Um, his, that was not even his first life jacket? It was just something we had because he's gotten bigger since the first one I got him the first one We actually got him was a Stolquist. It's an infant size one He's actually kind of small for his age. So it fit him till he was about three I think um, but this thing is Coast Guard certified um, it has a handle on the back also, so if he was to fall in, I can grab him and pull him out. Uh, um, my little one wears this now, uh, but we have another one that's from Stearns that's U.S. you know, U.S. Uh, Coast Guard certified. So just when you're buying your PFDs, you know, if you have the money to go out and you're into fishing and you know you want to drop some cooling on it go ahead go out there and get that stuff but my main goal with this was to kind of talk about the comfort levels of each style because i want everybody to be wearing them you know so if you find that you can't wear the the thin full back style go get a high back one if that still doesn't work for you go get one that jay used to have the inflatable one just have them man, and just wear them mm-hmm. you know stop worrying about what your comfort level is they are uncomfortable regardless on all spectrums, in my opinion. And you just have to get used to them. They have to become a part of what you're doing in a kayak. If you're fishing or not, if you're canoeing, if you're just leisurely paddling down a stream, just wear a man, because we're as all of us fishermen are, we're all connected to each other on Facebook and we're all really kind of starting to get sick and tired of reading these stories. And then we get really sick and tired of some dude posting up the sick fish, you know, with no PFD on it. And then he's like, why is nobody giving me love? It's like, dude, you're talking to a bunch of guys who are kind of tired of seeing this stuff, you know. Uh, we're tired of, tired of seeing people get hurt or, you know, lose their lives over just the sheer fact that it doesn't look cool or it's just not comfortable and it's stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, um, get your kids to wear them, you know. Go find, make sure they fit properly, you know put them on, make sure they're strapped down properly. You know, it's just, it's really important in my eyes. And I'm kind of like, you know, I kind of got sick and tired of seeing these stories and it's why I kind of, I had saw the story with the child just recently in the past couple of weeks. And it just kind of broke my heart thinking like, you know, it's just, I don't understand that, that mind, that thought, that thought in people's mind that it's just not important, you know, and it's like Jay illustrated it, you know, the complete reality of how fast this can truly happen to you and you have you think that you're going to get to that vest in time. I mean, how many of you guys have been with people who don't wear them and where are they stored at in their front hatch? Inside mm-hmm. of them yeah. <laughs> you know like dude you, you fall out of that boat. you're not getting that thing unstrapped and getting it on, you know unless you just happen to have like a perfect scenario where you fell right there and your boat didn't go anywhere but nine times out of ten you shoot out of that boat it's going the opposite
1: direction mm-hmm. i mean i think the biggest problem here too um we need to start holding like our, our governing bodies you know aka the dnrs responsible dude it shouldn't be that that pfd should just be in the boat it should be that it should be on your person and if not you're getting a pretty hefty fine yeah. you know that's the thing too you know it's there, there's no excuse when you're in a small watercraft like that. Uh, I mean, when you're on a jet ski, a personal yeah. watercraft jet ski, you have to have that on. Why isn't it the same in a kayak? It's just mm-hmm. as dangerous, you know? Well, I mean, doesn't it seem like, you know,
3: the libertarian in me that says, you know, it doesn't want more government in my life? I'm not associating. I'm just saying that's one belief of me. Yeah. you know but but why do we gotta like you know why does it's funny he's doing like a thing <laughs> like what is this like the brady bunch or like looking up in the other squares no I'm, I'm just saying like why do we need the government to tell you to wear something to keep you alive here's the thing if you're going out without a vest now you know we're preaching to the choir you know states are not uh, enforcing this like you're the local body of water may not uh you know uh enforce this maybe not even the uh the police in that area because i know it can be different between park districts you know um you know uh what's it called dnr type sure, situations sure state city level whatever um you have a responsibility to read re, you know return to your family yeah
1: yeah and absolutely. i think
3: that's the point a lot of people forget is that it's kind of selfish to not wear the vest um because yeah it's hot you know yeah it's uncomfortable you know but wouldn't you rather stay alive? Yeah. You know, it's like you, you have to think beyond yourself. It's not, you know, it's not about you personally, you know, and it's, and, you know, to Josh's point, it's it's just kind of sad to hear these stories every year of people dying and, you know, it's just, now mind you too, rivers and lakes are two differently, you know, two different things. They have, you know, different hazards in my eyes rivers are more dangerous because they're always changing with depth and everything else so i mean even if you're a seasoned veteran i think it's still hard to predict you know what could happen because i wouldn't call myself a veteran but i mean i got a little complacent you know in ohio and i almost went over you know i was like ha 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 mr rock i can get around you (laughs) and then the water the water was like nah now you're coming here, bro. <laughs> you know? And I turned the nose off, and I went broadside to that thing. That's how I almost went over. I mean, it was just in a second. You just never know. But Justin. yeah, man. Did Justin just drop?
2: No, I'm here. I'm oh. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm
3: here. But anything, anything you'd like to add, Justin?
2: uh not really i do have my my eye on that chinook or chinook now Um, since it's been four years of owning the same life vest and i like to test out different gear Uh, I, i i have a a fish finder and a pfd in my scopes for new stuff to try just to you know Get some experience with it, be able to speak to what I've had and what I currently have. And uh, I'll, I'll be looking into that here soon. But I mean, I'm happy with the Life vest I have. I'm more of a guy that uh, if you own it, just get used to using it and, you know, be grateful for it. And it, it's it served its purpose and it's still going strong. So I don't really see a reason uh, to have to go out and buy anything. But, um, like I said, it's I like to experiment with gear and I'll make sure this, this PDF gets a home too. I'm not gonna just Send it again. Yeah. <laughs> PFD <laughs> I'll fax it to you. I, I'm gonna make sure uh, I'll make sure it gets a home and I get some money back for it. So it's not gonna be gear that's not be so, any
3: yeah, or you just keep it for a spare too, you know, you never know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's You know,
3: great. I usually carry a spare with me. Like and and actually when I was using the uh, inflatable, I would always have a regular one with me. Yeah. So So yeah. yeah. I mean, my biggest takeaway is if you're going to get water, regardless if you're kayaking or anything, you know, just consider what you're doing, you know, and whether or not you really need a, you know, PFD or not, because it's just, it's like Jay just said, man, it's stop being selfish. Stop thinking about comfort. Stop thinking about what, you know, what you look like in it. You've got, you've, everybody's got family they need to go home to, you know, and they're the ones that are going to suffer if you don't come back. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, like I said before, man, if you think your kids are too small, they don't make them small enough. They do. This thing is meant for an infant, you know? This thing is meant for a baby, less than 30 pounds. So, you know, it's just don't take those chances, man. It's not worth it. You know, it's just um, please just wear them. Stop storing them in your front hatches. Stop leaving them on your boats. Put them on. Uh, like, you know, we've all said, man, it takes time to get used to them. Once you get used to them, they just they become a part of you, and it's it's real simple to have them on. So. Even when you're uh, out
2: there just wading the river, if if you don't yeah. you're not in a kayak yet, and you're out there wading the river, you should have one on technically
3: too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. One small fall and those waders can fill up. Yeah, and you know, especially if you're in the wading rivers, man, you don't. A lot of times they be they can release water, when at, you know, on a whim's notice, and if you start getting real close to any of those dams that release water, you know, you could be standing in a foot to two feet of water and before you know it you're floating downstream so you know i've i've been lucky that i've never had come across that before i'm really kind of vigilant about checking you know the gauges and release schedules before i go out but you know um, i do know that the you know army corps engineers in you know ohio and some of these places are known to release water Whenever you know, they don't give a notice, that's why they have alarm systems on a lot of dams to let people know. But it's a good point, Justin. You know, you should consider wearing them also when you're out waiting. So, but uh, I do appreciate both Brian and Jay joining us tonight. Um, like I said, I kind of wanted to get their take on it and kind of show everybody how important it is to us that we, you know, that we continue to wear life jackets and whatnot. So, anything anybody want to add?
1: Thanks for having us. Yes, sir.
3: Thank
1: you. Absolutely. It was a blast. Yeah. Always. Yeah, buddy.
3: <laughs> Crazy
1: eyes. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Well, with that being said, guys, <clears throat> don't forget to check out the website, the letter, and Uh We've been revamping it. Uh, it's pretty much complete, guys, so check that out. Everybody's got blogs up there now, list of our gear um things like that but most importantly check out this the uh paddle and fin gear store we got some new t-shirt designs up there um check out our, our uh facebook and instagram at paddle and finn we just put a post up about some hats we got some hats going to pre-sale they are not on the store they're the uh like the brown leather patch sewn on to the actual hat and uh They're pretty slick looking. So, once we get 25 pre sales, we will go ahead and get those ordered, and then we'll have a few more left in stock uh, for you guys to purchase. So, uh, reach out. So, um, you know, if you got a question or something about it, or you know, you see something on there um, or not on there that you'd like, reach out to us, man. I can usually put that stuff up there on the actual store within a matter of a few minutes so uh, feel free to reach out um, if you guys got a question comment you got a product you want to get reviewed on the final cast email us at paddle the letter N and fin at gmail.com uh, shout out to our supporters Rocktown Adventures Loveland Canoe and Kayak hammered lures coyote sunglasses fish mob lure Southern Lake Co and Michigan Ohio kayak anglers and ladies and gentlemen do not forget about the Plastics Recycling Program. Take your used plastic baits from this season, throw them in a little Ziploc baggie, throw them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. It's super easy. Our man Eric Richards over at Hammered Lures melts those out, down into new baits and donates them to various Heroes on the Water chapters. Goes to a good cause, so why not? With that being said, guys, till next time, tight lines and smooth paddling.